Uh, mic check one two one two. This is the um, Mike in My Room podcast, episode three. Once again, we are back from our even longer hiatus. You might say we are lazy. Uh, you might, but you'd be wrong. Uh, this episode is uh, sponsored by actor Michael Keaton. Please don't sue us, Michael. We're big fans because, of course. You were the original Batman, and we all know that you are amazing. I'm Batman. Although, you definitely weren't our favorite Batman. Not not number one in our hearts. No. No. Because our favorite Batman was Adam West. The shark repellent bat spray. A routine question. Have you recently sold any war surplus submarines, and if so, to whom? Senor West, Senor West. I'm a tomato. Um, He's the tomato. Yeah. So, back to the issue at hand. Today, we've come into my room (laughs) to talk about our favorite comic book movie adaptation. Number one! And what makes... A great comic book movie adaptation. So, uh, Eric, <gasps> what do you think makes a great comic book movie adaptation? And what do you think is a really good comic book movie that has uh, come out recently, you could say? Well, well, uh, all right. I think a good comic book movie has to say stay pretty close to the source material. I mean, The Walking Dead is one of the few exceptions that that seriously strays off from what the fans fell in love with. And that's that's kind of a risky business, but... You know what? Seriously strayed away from what the fans wanted. The season finale of season three. Oh, ho, ho. That was a... Now, uh I just got out of that deep depression. Uh, don't throw me back in. Yeah. Took me days to get out of that. But anyway, we digress. Um... You want to stay really close to to what you fell in love with, because otherwise that's pretty much false advertising. You're not getting what you paid for. Um, You want a good... You want mystery action and... Not just blow your head off action. You want there to be more of a struggle, unlike with what I feel the Superman Returns movie did, is they just... We we get his name is Superman, but he's so overpowered that there was... Little to no conflict. Even even Kevin Spacey couldn't have saved that movie. Yes, yes. And we'll we'll get into that later. But oh. but you want a good amount of struggle. You want you want to surprise the audience um, with something s- somewhat familiar, which is a difficult task. But but it it, it has yeah. been done, and uh, definitely and for sure and, and really f- make them relatable. Find find like the heart in it, because otherwise we don't really want to just be watching action figures on screen like i mean that's what toy story is for and and even there they're very human characters and and more than just toys even though these are fantastical supernatural beings um that may or may not be from this planet yeah okay very long-winded answer in a very roundabout kind of way it's been a while yeah it's a trick you gotta get back into podcast i got a lot to say Okay, okay. For my favorite comic book movie adaptation, 
I know it's pretty cliched, but I probably have to go with The Dark Knight. <sighs> Just because, like uh, Eric had said previously, it's so realistic, right? Like, if you think about it, it's well, that's totally plausible. They they went for a totally different vibe, and, and that's, I think, why it succeeded so well, is because it was it was very grounded in reality but not only that it it made reality face a threat that that they didn't think they'd have to it's it's terrorism on a on a very close to home like a on a very local scale i guess like people hear yeah. of terrorists and they think of i don't know the middle east probably this is what if what if a guy that was out of the league of of local law enforcement and and federal law enforcement and and all that kind of stuff and and what if he was in control and they were in control and this power couldn't be stopped yeah like at its heart the uh, Christopher Nolan the whole Batman trilogy is basically like a crime drama that just happens to include a guy in a bat suit with a really deep voice like if you were to take out Batman and the Joker and Two-Face in that Dark Knight movie it's basically just a crime drama thriller. Like, it's it's not a flawless trilogy, and no, it no. it actually wasn't intended to be a trilogy. It was intended to be a prequel, but it was met with so much success that that they made a sequel, and then it became a trilogy. Yeah. So he didn't have the uh, uh, so much of a solid vision going in as much as maybe George Lucas did with the first trilogy. Yeah. And the only trilogy. No, we we don't speak about those prequels in don't this household. Don't say that word. It's for it's a don't. sin. Don't. It's a sin. Anyway, um, but it was still done really well. I I, I think it, the second film was the strongest. Although the first one dealt with with some some interesting issues as well. Uh, yeah. uh, being a vigilante, like what what would that really be like? And and it, and. And we go on to talk about it later uh, with Kick-Ass, and it's not a walk in the park. You're, um, I mean, with Batman, he he's met with a lot more success because of his gadgets, and and it does skip time a lot faster. But but Batman's a great character for film, and that's why I think he's far more popular than Superman at the moment because he's literally a human, and he he's his bones break, and he. He has a heart, and he's very connected to this world. And yeah, that's a, that's true. That's so, a good point. So not only are is it was the story so much based in reality, but the character, it's himself. Although he's a orphan billionaire, which which are few and far between, but it, he's human, and and that really came through for yeah. the most part in 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 these series of films. That's a good point. Like, yeah, if you were to ask any average moviegoer on the street what their favorite superhero is probably more than half would say batman yeah it's up there definitely and yeah i think for sure the human element of him not actually having any superpowers like he can't shoot x-rays shoot x-rays out of his eyes what am i talking about shoot the uh <laughs> shoot the laser beams out of his eyes you know what I mean. But but this this movie is, is is another great example of how comics are changing with the times. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, if you look at... Because uh, Batman... Because it's great because there's been a lot of Batman films. Uh-huh. Uh, like, they're all the way back from, from campy Batman. Yes. As Adam West and, and nipply Batman. Yeah. Uh, we, don't, was, we don't speak of that one at our house. That was a bad one. That was, that was, a, that was a bad... What do you, what do you uh, do in George Clooney? It's a bad costume choice. What do you do in George Clooney? Um, <laughs> like, there's just been so many iterations of it, and and it's it's grown and evolved and it's landed i think in a in a very good spot right now yeah something the that, sweet spot if you will and and they've they've tried that with with a few other things like the i don't know the ninja turtles and and superman but but batman it's really stuck has yeah has really mm-hmm. withstood the test it, it has a very dark source and it can really be warped and changed to 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 lighter versions of Batman which I have seen in in comic books and and iterations to very gritty and and dirty yeah just dirty yeah uh-huh but it's funny to think right like I feel like what you said is true about how Batman's had so many iterations in the movies and in other forms of media that like eventually they sort of had to get it right because, I mean, the first That's couple true. of Batmans They've had a lot of goes at it, were right? really not that great. Well, I mean, like, the Jack Nicholson arguably. Joker is fine, yeah, but, yeah. like, yeah, you had Batman forever. You had Val Kilmer as Batman. Yeah. You had some swings and misses there. They were there. just swinging, yeah. And eventually they, they hit something. They, they made some contact. And, and by no means is, are, we, are we saying that Batman is, is the perfect movie, but it, as far as comic book movies go, it's... It's up there. It, it, it's pretty much the epitome of, of where they want to go. Yeah, what the studios are after nowadays. Mm-hmm. Even if you look at the um, new Man of Steel, right? All the hype surrounding that and all those trailers, they've definitely tried to take a darker Nolan, approach. Nolan's approach, well, not necessarily also a darker approach, but but a, an approach grounded in reality because uh, they don't want fun, another Superman Returns on their as hands. As fun as fun as it is to, to I don't know, go go see these new ones like uh, After Earth and Oblivion with Tom Cruise and, and Will Smith. Those films, uh, they're they're very far removed from reality. I mean, they're on different worlds, or 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 like after this world has an apocalyptic end. Yeah, they're not trying to be realistic at all. But super the this Superman movie, well, the story throws an alien into this world, but it's it's very where the world is now. I think Mm -hmm. so. So the audience doesn't have to suspend their disbelief as much. Yeah, they're trying to show Superman as he's growing up, right? And, like, the interesting part about Superman... <laughs> I mean, he's is, a Kryptonian who can lift, like, a million times his... Yeah, so he's weight. very, very, very so, realistic. So maybe I'm being a little hypocritical. But at the same time, what I'm trying to say is is it's more grounded. Uh-huh. Not grounded, but more grounded than it has been in the past, I feel. so. Uh-huh. And um, I feel like it is in good hands, right, with the um, executive producer, Christopher Nolan, right? And, um... The, and Zack Snyder is the director, right? Because he directed several comic book movies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Watchmen, for example, and 300, which were yeah. both, like, met with mixed reviews, yeah. but were both definitely Relative above average. Successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And they're good. Yeah, and The Watchmen is even a DC franchise, so... Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder is definitely in their book of directing DC comic book movies. Um, back to that um, Dark Knight that we were talking about, I feel like another reason why the movies were so great too there was definitely a huge comic book source there is a large part like comic book uh resource yeah that they took like for example um the first 
Batman movie with uh, Christian Bale took the liberties from uh, Batman Year One, which is like his origin story, and then in the uh, Dark Knight with the Joker, um, definitely Christopher Nolan drew influence from uh, Batman: The Long Halloween, which is also a really great uh, graphic novel, by the way, that you should totally read. Sponsor. Yep. But um, that whole story about Harvey Dent and Two Face is taken totally from the comic Absolutely book. Absolutely stripped, copy yeah. and paste. Which which worked out really well. Yeah, yeah. That franchise definitely played to its strengths, but yeah, yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do with the whole no. rebooting thing. In the... Oh jeez, don't. Uh, just let's. Okay, okay. This had to be said because okay. next on the docket is the Avengers. Okay. Which, which, uh, calm down, Marvel fanboys. Mm. Sit down. Yeah. Keep your Sit pants down. on. DC, as of late, has not been most successful with their live-action films. You don't say. Excluding the Batman franchise. Yeah, as, as we just talked about. Right. That's an outlier for them. But for the most part... Yeah. It's been Marvel, flops. Marvel has dominated the live-action department at the box office. Oh, yeah. Although... For the fans, mm-hmm. the ones that will go out and, and look for this stuff. Yeah. DC, by the way, that's Justice League in that sort of realm. And Marvel's The Avengers and X-Men, if you did not know. For those comic book newbies. Right. But DC has just wiped the floor in animation due to one man. Yeah. Bruce Timms. Bruce Timms. You may or may not have heard of him. He Probably not, though. He is the visionary behind so many of their projects. Yeah. Like, he was at the beginning of, of Batman, and, and he's responsible for loads of Superman films, and I'm talking about just exclusively animated stuff. Hmm. Like Batman the Animated great Series. great films. Like, the, the, we're talking about he's the head of the series and films, animated films. Yeah. And they're great. Like their animation department at Warner Brothers. But, but... Marvel has just wiped the floor. They've got Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, like just big names. And I think mm. they they put Chris Hemsworth on the map. Mm-hmm. And now he's 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 really, like a movie he, star. He's reaping the rewards of that for sure. They they had they had um, before Mark Ruffalo. They had uh, Edward Norton. Edward Norton, right? So they yeah. they've always they been got Chris Evans or big names. Even the side characters with Natalie Portman, Liv Tyler, yeah, yeah, um, and Jeremy Renner, right? Right, totally. And Scarlett Johansson. They've really. Yeah got a big cast. Yeah, it's funny to think, too, because, like, the whole Marvel Phase 1 plan, if you could call it that, like, the first Iron Man, the first Thor, the first Captain America, maybe even the first Hulk, even though that's not... That wasn't... Mark Ruffalo wasn't the Hulk. In, like, Hollywood standards that never should have worked, right? They There's all these movies that are, like, two years apart. Oh, yeah. And, like, as a plan, it never should have all come together... And form the right, Avengers, the right? Wait. Yeah, they, that never should have worked. They right, should have totally come out with a sequel interest. like five years ago, right? And these movies never should have had an ending where the Avengers would make a cameo. Right. Like there never should have been that extra continuation. Just a tease. Yeah, and yeah. like that, that like nobody else would do that in Hollywood, and Marvel took the chance. They pulled it off, and it, they hit a hole in it one. It was the names. I think it was just purely this the star. Mm-hmm. The star-spangled banner. But, like... <laughs> Their name up in lights, like... Oh, yeah, for sure, but... And, and they, but they've been smart, though. I think they've cast it well. 
actually, what's a fun fact is Ryan Reynolds showed up in the Marvel Universe before he showed up in uh, the DC Universe as Green Lantern. He showed he, up he as, never showed up in the DC Universe. As, as Deadpool. Um, just also trying to clear up that. Marvel, Marvel just knows who they want so bad as their characters that they've actually overlapped. And the Human Torch um, in the Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. What a film. Oh, and, uh, and Captain America are played by the same actor. Yeah, as far as casting goes, and I and casting does a lot to a movie. It really can. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel as a whole has succeeded in leaps and bounds, and has left yeah Warner Brothers and DC in the dust. Definitely, because like those huge name actors are the reason that people who like if they're not comic book fans will go to the movies, right? Like a lot of people know who Robert Downey Jr. is, totally. or a lot of people know who Chris Hemsworth is, and they might not know. What Thor like? Won't who Thor is? Won't hurt the sales. Yeah, uh, yeah, he definitely. Uh, if you didn't get it already, our next one on the docket is the Avengers, which was huge yeah. when it dropped. In it, it made a gazillion dollars. It, well, that's not how you read that number, but yes, it made uh, a it, butt ton. It made a Avatar amount of money. <laughs> yeah, it was big. Um, because it was really the amalgamation of e- years and years of work, yeah, all like, coming to one pinnacle, and 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 it's great to see that that Marvel's not letting up. They've got Phase Two already coming around the corner. Well, yeah. it, it, it's in the works, but they they're announcing it and teasing it already with Iron Man sequel Three, to, yeah, the se- the, the third sequel to Iron Man, the two, Thor: The Dark World, uh, Captain, Captain America, America, The Winter Soldier. Yeah, they've got fans excited. Oh, definitely. Um, because yeah. the Avengers, I mean, it, it wasn't perfect, and but it did deliver on action, and it felt very like a comic book movie. Definitely, the, the screen was shared for the most part. Yeah, um, which like I think that all goes to, to the director. Yeah, right? Joss Whedon really came through on that. Because um, mm-hmm. there's so many superstars all in one film, all on screen at the same all time. All that with all that power in the movie. Yeah, and all those egos, right? Would would be tough, and 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 he showed the struggle of. Of the characters uh, competing for 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 leadership, and that was fun, and yeah, I think it was well done. I don't know if if he uh, clearly referenced any comic books, but I think it 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 was a solid story, and it, and it kept my attention and everyone else's attention. I mean, it maybe wasn't as dramatic or or full of crazy yeah. plot twists, but I mean, it was. It was good entertainment, uh-huh. and it's it going was yeah, a, like a fun night at the movies. It was made in the summer, right? It's like a popcorn action summer movie blockbuster, yeah. and it like it's not trying to be the Dark Knight, and it's not right. going for like the grittier tone. It's trying to stay somewhat lighthearted. I mean, there's like aliens running around the whole movie that they're fighting, right? You're not. It's not really grounded in reality, but it's like if you were to take an Avengers comic book, and put it, and turn it into a movie, that's what I think any fan would have wanted. Totally. And and they're not letting up, too. They really have plans for 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 the Avengers. They're, they're yeah. probably going to push it to... They're not dropping the ball. The, like, I, they're just going to keep on pushing it and, and using it to expand their universe, because at the very end, they, they threw in Thanos, and I didn't even know who that was. I had to look that up, and... Yeah, it got me really excited. Like sets I, that up for exactly the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. What they want exactly, and they're they're throwing in. <laughs> oh, there's a Andy, raccoon. Andy Noir. Yeah, 
Burt Macklin, FBI. Um, talking yeah. about the actor from uh, Parks and Recreation and uh, from Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, Chris Who, Pratt, who's going to be yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. As, as uh, the Peter Quill. And th- he, there's a raccoon in that movie. So I'm it's, it's, sure it's going to be that. more of an Avengers meets like over the hedge type of situation. <laughs> I'm, I'm over the. I'm you sli- just made an over I'm the slightly head unclear. To, uh, slightly unclear. Why you made it? I don't trust those little coons. I don't trust those little the coons. They're robbers and they eat my uh, pizza crust. But uh, we'll see how that translates to the movie. You don't eat your pizza crust anyway. Anyway, um, the next one we've got is another Marvel franchise, and that's the X Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the original X Men with um, Captain Picard and uh, Gandalf. Yeah, no. But uh, X Men First Class. Definitely. That's actually... That was a Star Trek and Lord of the Rings reference. Okay. Nerd level maximum. Oh, yeah. We're just geeking out here in my room. And um, funny enough, that wasn't... It's a Marvel, like, property, right? It's created by Marvel, but it's actually owned by 20th Century Fox. Right. This was also an interesting choice, I feel, because it, it it's a prequel, but it did yeah. not stay totally loyal to... The comic book, uh, X-Men, the first class. Yeah. Um, That's they true. They did de- um, detour away from their source material on this, but it, I feel as it did pay off. Also, the performances in this by the actors, I think, were quite strong for as far as a comic book movie yeah, goes. Yeah, definitely. You weren't um, getting any Ryan Reynolds they, Green Lantern They here. were standouts. Yeah, like they didn't sort of just cruise. I feel like they... They sort of had the depth, but although this was a prequel and you really have to honor what came before, but later chronologically. Anyway, it was a it was a good film, and it and it definitely threw in some twists and and, and turns, and it and it had some really great moments and character mm-hmm. development for Magneto. And there's actually going to be a sequel to the prequel. <laughs> yeah. Um, called the Days of Future Past. Uh huh. Um. That there's that's also based on on a comic book. We're not sure how close that's gonna stay to the original um, book, but uh, but it's exciting because it deals a bit with time travel. Mm. Uh, we do know that, and uh, they are bringing are, back the original is, cast. This is confirmed. Yeah. Okay. I like, thought it was a rumor. No, but, but they're bringing uh, back like John Luke Picard. Right. So we bringing back. We've got a Gandalf a, a combining of. Uh, of the world, which which will be fun. And that's going to have even more characters than the Avengers. Um, that's going to have a huge roster. What's, what's really great about Marvel is they they do kind of put in Easter eggs for the for the fans. Not they're not even well hidden all the time, but just little nods to know that that this universe isn't totally just contained on its own. And and for the X Men First Class, they threw in Wolverine just for one quick scene. And that oh was, yeah, that was that, that was, was the fun. best scene. That was the best scene <laughs> that in the movie. Fun. Um, so this. I don't have much to say. I was really pleasantly surprised by the X-Men first class. Yeah. Like, X-Men 1 was mm-hmm. quite good. X-Men 2, I liked a lot. And X-Men 3, three was, was a, kind of a, a miss. They, they could have they stopped, I think. Uh-huh. Wolverine? Uh, mm, yeah. They ch- I, I, there were parts that I did enjoy, but as a whole, I I could yeah. have gone without it. The whole thing with Jean Grey and the oh, Phoenix. And- well, no, that's the third one. I'm talking about the Wolverine film. Oh, oh no! Check we're, yourself. We're not. Before no. you wreck yourself. Don't, don't, don't bring that one up. We're, we're no. Nah. It, it had, no. it had moments. We'll see if, if the this new Wolverine movie makes me feel yeah. better about the subject. But that, that uh, X Men Origins or whatever Wolverine, mm. no, 
No. Not a fan? Not a fan. Not a fan? Nope. Don't you just love those mutton chops, though? Oh. Oh, Hugh Jackman. He is a huge jacked man, so... You could say that. I think X-Men are, are, are just really fun to play with, I think. Uh-huh. It's a really interesting dilemma they have of of almost racism or speciesism. If you could call it that. Um, it makes for an interesting dynamic, and, and I'm glad that they see the potential behind that at the studios and, and are using it. Yeah, it's um, the only thing 20th Century Fox has been doing right. <laughs> I guess. Um, next, uh, we've got in our top five are, is uh, Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. This is a bit of an indie choice, if uh, you will. It's not one of the more well-known ones. No, uh, you it, probably don't even know what we're talking about right now. Totally action-packed. It's it's about this guy who crushes on this girl and finds out that to become her boyfriend, he has to go through a series of tasks, which are, in fact, defeating her seven evil ex-boyfriends. What a story. In open combat. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's just fun. It it's is not a traditional superhero movie. I mean, it's it's Definitely. totally grounded. It's not even. He's not even really a superhero. Reality, maybe. Mm-hmm. I really liked the movie though, and like the way it looked and the way it was shot. Like you could obviously tell they had a lot. It of was nods from to the eight, a comic book, the eight movies. bit sort of style, mm-hmm. and uh, and there was a lot of humor in it and pop culture references. Yeah, and um, uh, Michael Sarah too. Right, Michael Sarah is the. The, the lead actor is Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I think if if a comic book was translated into a movie and and more of the comic book shone through in in that m- medium transformation, then it would be Scott Pilgrim versus the then world. It would be Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh yeah. Um, the great book, great movie. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's written by a Canadian too. Good Canadian boy. Yeah. Brian Lee O'Malley. Uh-huh. And um, it's funny too because the original comic book, the like seven volumes, I think, were all written in black and white. Hmm. Were all written in, yeah, drawn by the same guy, Brian Lee O'Malley. They're all in black and white. But yeah, the movie stays very faithful to the comic book, which is always good. And like the uh, fight scenes with the seven evil ex boyfriends, it looks like it's very Street Fighter esque. Mm-hmm. It's just it's really fun, and it, and it shows that it shows that there can just, just be a good time. That it doesn't need to be like a alien hero from another planet to to have action in it because there are good action scenes and there's some CG moments that are yeah that are that are big and and somewhat impressive for for this one yeah uh, the final boyfriend battle yeah from one of the big battles and I think Captain America was in that movie yes he was mm. once again he shows up a lot on this what's his name I don't even Chris know. Evans Chris Evans that's the one yeah. um, finally we've got uh, for our fifth. And final uh, top comic movie we've got uh, Kick Ass. Yeah, that is definitely. If you've ever read the comic, that's just a straight adaptation, and it's what everyone who's ever read Kick Ass definitely wanted. Like it was completely unfiltered, completely the opposite of your normal comic book movie, and that's basically why it was so great. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at our top five picks, they all bring different aspects from the comic book into the movie adaptation, and they're all quite different, if you ask right. me. Kick-Ass is great because it shows... <laughs> I remember seeing this this film being advertised for, and it, and it said, why doesn't somebody just dress up and, and fight crime, and, and this is what would happen? You would get wrecked! Yeah. I feel I think it's like his first night out, and he gets stabbed or something. 
Like, yes, he does. You would, you would just get eaten alive. Uh huh. And and he does, and and he and he comes back, and he's tougher for it. It's a great concept. It's a simple concept. Yeah. That, that's this is really an example of where less is more. Mm-hmm. A kid becomes a superhero, doesn't work out, keeps trying, and and he finds out that he's not the only one. Um, that's true. That he has he's friends. He's very very human like grounded problems essentially on a yep. base level mm-hmm. and in a, a sort of amped up heightened reality very it's, much it, fun it's big it's great yeah it on is a different sort of scale and it's 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 a really good movie of course like this one rightfully earned a sequel mm-hmm. um it's coming out uh soon I, I believe yeah um with jim carrey so they're kind of turning it up there and it looks good yeah, it so just it was, shows you... This was also one of... Um, Nicolas Cage. Uh, yes, Rage Cage. How, how can you forget? Rage Cage. The bees, this was one... not the bees. <laughs> oh, jeez. This was one of his uh, strongest performances in a while. It's, um, it's hard to say. It's unbelievable, yeah, but it's right. true. See, uh, coming from Ghost Rider, oh. making uh, a career decision like this, well, seriously, he... he National he, treasure? He, he accepts anything that, that is given to him. Um, yeah. but, uh, but this was one of his better performances Definitely. and, and, uh, script choices. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like a really great idea. Like the comic book is great and the movie adaptation stayed true to the comic book. It was completely yeah, gritty and unfiltered. A, this also had a really strong cast. Like it, it had, it uh, a the, lot of fun. the villain from, uh, Sherlock Holmes, um, and, uh, McLovin. 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 McMuffin. McMuffin. Yeah, the casting choice was definitely great. And you had uh, Aaron Johnson as Dave Lewitsky. You had uh, Chloe Grace Moretz as Hit Girl. She was really good. And this this film was is such a hit that it really made some of their careers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They are really in a lot more films now. Um because because of this film and uh mm-hmm. and that's that's nice to see like fresh faces in in some of the bigger uh films rather than just the regular few being shuffled around and that's refreshing to see that the the industry isn't so stale and mm-hmm. jaded and locked in that they just especially because who they know yeah. they got their start on kickass right yeah like yeah. that's a movie that was like a hard r rating that kids like should not have watched. Right? Yeah, that's true. This one had a very, but it's a, still a very graphic uh, portrayal of of what goes on because it, it literally it really shows what goes on, mm-hmm. um, like what it would be to in, try and be a superhero in in a in not an overly aggressive way like maybe the Watchmen did where it, it shows you what goes on but like the horrible gritty side of it. Um, it's just telling you, but yeah, like you would actually be stabbed says, like, you would be if stabbed. you tried to fight a guy in the back alley you with batons, and, and you had no training. And, and it and it grows and it lives with the character because he sees people get shot. And he's terrified. Yeah, he he does not know what to do. He's living mm-hmm. in that moment, honestly, and and I feel like that's way more believable than I don't know some of the some of the Batman things I've seen where he is just so many steps ahead. I mean, sure, Christian Bale's, or, or Bruce Wayne is smart, but I mean... It's a little unbelievable sometimes. Yeah, a, a little bit, and and uh, and I really enjoyed that. It was nice to see Cause like, someone I'm sure human on 
every kid at one point in their life had wanted to be a superhero. So, I mean, they can live vicariously through Dave Lewitsky. Th- this is even like a, a cautionary tale that parents will take their kids to. Look, this is what will happen to you. Yeah. If you remember in The Dark Knight, right, that fat guy tries to dress up as Batman. Joker kills him. Yeah. Then he swings him against that building, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, kids, only wear superhero costumes on Halloween, or else you may get stabbed in a back alley. This was a public service announcement from the Mike in My Room cast. Uh, now, uh, what goes up, uh, unfortunately, must come down. Oh. And we do have a uh, bottom five. It, it it comes down pretty hard. So let's start at the uh, best, the, the best worst of the worst one. Yes, if if you could. Does that make sense? Sure. We're gonna start at our five and work our way down, um, in reverse order of what we just did. Um, so the fifth worst comic book to movie adaptation is Halle Berry's Catwoman. Oh, oh God! This. Oh please, no God! I. D- what have you done? What have you done, Halle? What have you done? I feel like this this was her trying to broaden her appeal, no. essentially. Although she has appeared in the X-Men movies. She has as uh, as Storm, Aurora Monroe. That's true. She was um, fine so, in those movies. So she, yeah, I mean... She I wasn't fine in this she movie. She was a supporting character, but I think she, she held up. Yeah. But this one, it was... It was just her, pretty much... Um, is the the big name in this movie? Um, I d- also am not sure if they used uh, source material from the books like very uh, closely, and um, I don't know. It just seemed it was just, forgettable. Yeah, Mem- like not no nothing special. Like and you know, you don't have a good movie on your hands when you see Catwoman playing at twelve thirty on Showtime. On a weekend. Oh, well, it's just like that's what like you talking about mailing it in. This was mailing it in to the max. All right. Well, just Halle Berry. Also, that should have ended your this, career. This is this. It was an interesting choice to make a movie because I mean, I, sure, it broadens the fem the female sort of um, idea of superheroes. Yeah, but Catwoman isn't but even the most famous female superhero. That, that's true, but but also she's not even a main character in her universe. She yeah. comes from Batman, mm-hmm. and she's... This isn't a Batwoman movie. This is a Catwoman movie. Yes. Yeah. She's like a, a gray villain. Yeah, she's like a, a supporting good, character. Good or bad. Uh-huh. That changes on her mood. Like, flirtatious, mm-hmm. sexually driven... Woman who dresses like a cat. Woman who dresses like a cat. Like, but but she wasn't the main character in her own story. So this was, I Quite feel puzzling. destined to go wrong. Yes, from the very start. Mm-hmm. Like the Anne Hathaway in The Dark Knight Rises is a better Catwoman, in because her she understands short that she's parts a, than a supporting character. Halle Berry she, was in a whole movie. Like you know, you're second. Some people okay. are just sidekicks. Like don't. Who greenlit that movie? I don't know. I don't know. What are you doing? Guys? That was. This talk about misstep should not have been. That was like going up the down escalator. Uh, yeah, yeah, and falling on your face at the end. Could have gone without this one. Um, and fallen over again. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. You're uh, you're kicking that horse, Adam, and it's uh, it's dead. <laughs> it's dead. It's dead. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got uh, uh, Batman and Robin. Remember in the beginning when we were talking about. 
Batman movies that didn't go so well? We were referring to Batman and Robin. Now, uh, with with this, I see that they want, they were going for the Avengers sort of idea with cramming it full of of, uh, of characters and, and stars. But, um, th- so they had Batman, uh, Robin, Bat, uh, Batgirl, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and <laughs> Poison Uma Ivy. Thurman. They even um, had a Bane cameo? Right, they did. Oh. Uh, oh, God. A faceless, latex, luchador, Bane deal sort of thing. I wonder what the Dark Knight Rises Bane would have thought about um, that one. But this was too much. Oh. They didn't balance the characters well. It was... It, it was a joke. It was crammed full. Their, their, their outfits uh, were not the greatest. And... Uh, I don't know. It... it so, like the studios, I, I get they want to capitalize on on the the f- love fans have for these these things that they hold dear to their heart. But this could have really been spared, or at least done in two movies, maybe. Yeah. Uh, they were all big names, and and they had all the 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 potential to to ha- have something good happen, but it just didn't. Mm-hmm. Turnout. It had a Tim Burton esque feel. Um, I'm not sure if if he directed this particular one, but I think it was Joel Schumacher. Okay, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I remember I was uh, on my computer researching for this podcast, and Joel Schumacher actually apologized for this movie. <laughs> he he apologized to the fans. It uh... for making Batman and Robin. I don't know. It, he apologized. It felt a bit a bit gray, like it. It wasn't sure of what it was doing. It was about as cheesy as you can get. It got lost on its, on its purpose, and it got lost in about everything. Yeah. That that that's just. Although it, it What did, are you doing, George? It did Clooney? give a lot of uh, did give a lot of people uh, more opportunities for their uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard. So that's that's good. That's true. That's good. We did get. We, there is a silver lining. Yeah, good luck. So, um, look at it that way. Number three, we've got uh, uh, Superman Returns. Now this this was really Superman this Returns. was disappointing because we all had such high hopes and expectations because after not touching Superman for such a long time, and I think for for these movies, for this um, franchise, they did right by that because sometimes. They they reboot a franchise instantly, like with Spider Man. Yeah. After after barely no letting time. it breathe, mm-hmm. and, and with Superman, they really gave it I respect gave it about, and time. Yeah, fifteen years. I think. Or some I don't know. Let's not get carried away. But 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 a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. And, and it just. Uh, <sighs> I think it needed a bit more time. Maybe yeah, a lot it, more time. It did, and and I think that's. It's just embarrassing, when when they have to reboot a franchise after it just desperately flops yeah. like with the Hulk and now with Superman mm-hmm. it like just they were planning sequels for that movie right yeah they wanted to create totally they wanted that Batman to be the yeah. Hulk and they and they uh, or like yeah with the Hulk definitely I'm they just, wanted that to be the Avengers Hulk and they wanted the Superman Return Superman to make a trilogy they they wanted him but now, to be the front man to the Justice League like, and it just didn't that's Superman 2 with Christopher Reeves and General Zod, made in the 70s, is 500 times oh, better. Oh, that's great. That's 
all hell's odd. Like, but that's <laughs> that's more of a, a a cult thing. But because uh, that was kind of cheesy and 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 silly, but but it was. But it, I think it, in, to a certain degree, it knew that and it owned that, and uh-huh. it lived in that reality. Where, where this Superman, he just felt disconnected from the world and fake. There, there were shots of, of bullets going into his eye and yeah, like come on, come on, like, guys. You don't really have to beat the audience over the head like to to prove to him that he's indestructible. I mean, it it was a cool shot. It, it was, but it could have. I don't know. It, it was just it was a messy movie. Forced. Yeah, I think, and even the guy they um, cast to play Superman, it was just a total homage. Like it was like a C grade Christopher Reeves. That yeah, that's true. They just they just told this guy to do exactly what Christopher Reeves did. Now, and they paid him for it. They shouldn't have with, paid him. With this with this movie, I I have a personal gripe with this movie because Superman is. Arguably one of my favorite comic book heroes because he he can do everything. He's the he's the man that can solve the impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, the Renaissance man, if, but, you <laughs> if you will. But with this movie, it got me plain upset because Superman finds a way, not necessarily always with brute strength, but he finds a way. And with with this movie, um, there Lex Luthor makes an island of kryptonite. I'm sorry, spoilers. Um, Spoilers for uh, a movie back in uh, 2000. If you haven't seen it, well, too late. Yep. Um, he makes an island of kryptonite, and Superman, he charges in front of the sun because he gets his powers from the sun. He stands there and gets a nice tan and then lifts up the island of kryptonite, which is his only weakness. Yeah, the one thing that can kill. And throws the island of kryptonite. You heard it right, folks. Into the sun now I'm sorry but the point of having a weakness is that you cannot overcome it Mm -hmm. like I don't know I don't know I don't know I just don't even know no I don't know once again who green who greenlit that who who wrote that movie I don't know know. other than I don't want to talk about a bunch of six year olds I don't want to talk about okay number two of our bottom five. We've got the Fantastic Four. That movie was not fantastic at all. The first the first iteration. And and once again, twentieth Century Fox. What are you doing, guys? I don't know. They they they, they had, got so many properties and they just seem I feel like this this was one to kill every single one. The Fantastic Four is a is a loved is a loved comic book. It's it was one of the first ones. It's it stood up for ages. Mm-hmm. Because it's like a... They're ages. like a family scientist, right? Like decades. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. It's one of the first... I think it was created by Stan Lee. Yeah, like, it's a great idea. It is. But, but it it just felt like a, a B movie. Like, it, it, it was just put on cruise. Like, it wasn't ambitious. It, it, it had Jessica Alba, who was pretty, but I feel like she was just there... Literally to be pretty, yeah, and didn't compel the story forward much. I mean, there was Doctor Doom, who was like he's such an iconic villain, right? He is a huge iconic villain in the Marvel universe, and they didn't do anything with him. They, I don't know, they put the the mask on him, 
Yeah. Th- th- this is another gripe I, I have with, with these comic movies that I, I understand they want to make it more um, accessible to to newcomers. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, that they have to really start from the very beginning and establish the characters completely. Yeah, like is, every single comic give, book movie. Give them an origin and flesh Always has an origin. For the first quarter of the film. Like, yeah, that's basically half of the movie right there. Like, it's... It's frustrating. Yeah, like um, the maybe thing it's just because we know his CGI. What we're talking that, about that looked bad. I just thought the it, thing was just in a like yeah. a bad mascot costume. I don't know if yeah. he was CG'd, but I uh, I don't think he was CG'd, but should have been. It felt. I guess that was the idea for him to look out of place and weird, but no, that movie maybe they just seated there, but. They just packed it in. I mean, this story didn't make any sense. It just felt like a movie that was, that was. It was destined made to, to cruise. Yeah, like it just wasn't ambitious, and it. Mm-hmm. I like, think this was in Marvel's test phase when oh, they yeah. were really playing around with Elektra and Daredevil and. Oh and man! All, and and all that and all that <laughs> stuff. I mean, they were playing they, around. They for still sure. they still struggle with 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 uh, Nicholas Cage's Ghost Rider and. The sequel, which was once again twentieth century Fox something. This isn't Marvel's fault. Like well, they give them the properties because well, Sony's bought them or twentieth century Fox has bought them, and then twentieth century Fox finds a way to butcher them and somehow make a sequel and butcher that one just as bad. Right, right. But uh, but it should be noted that that I mean studios are always turning out stuff and, and it's met with mixed success. But Marvel isn't isn't an unstoppable force. I mean, they are coming off a hot streak right now, but oh, but yeah, they have sure. they have made big mistakes. Oh yeah, they've had that a... will forever shine on the uh, unerasable wall of IMDb. Oh yeah, and uh, last but uh, well, the least <laughs> is uh, Green Lantern. ODC. Couldn't have stopped at Superman Returns. Had to make this. This. This this movie, if you could call it that. Well. It had. It had very few, very few. It had moments that. Were okay. The meeting of Sinestro was interesting. The, uh. Either way you look at it, that movie mm. was a failure. I mean, they uh, wanted maybe that, was it. <laughs> maybe that was the one moment. Uh, I don't know. It just felt the CG in this wasn't. Oh, you could tell it was CG. Polished, like when as soon as he gets to Oa, the 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 uh, the Green Lantern planet, it's got this. It felt just like a background. Oh yeah. Of a video game, like this land that you'll. That you'll never get to touch, but Green will always be there. Totally, like the shine on it that looked very yeah. manufactured. Like at one point, Green Lantern imagines a Hot Wheels cart. Oh, like shameless that... sponsorship. Like, mm. oh man, come on, guys. Oh, I I come almost on. forgot. Thank you for that because he come really on. does. He <sighs> Hot Wheels. He makes a construct to look like 
a Hot Wheels yes racetrack. Mm-hmm. That that's that's a that's an all like, time low. You you no yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. Look that up, please do. We are not making this up. No, we couldn't. Ah, that's just like talk about failing with a comic book. I don't know. Movie. I mean, maybe to like I know exactly why they did it, but they didn't like. Couldn't they have just made a toy anyway without yeah. having it reference the movie? I uh, I don't know. I don't know. They needed that extra money. I hope those sales are worth it. I hope you... I just... Ah, Jesus. I mean, Green Lantern's like a valued character in the DC universe. He is. He's not. That was so unnecessary, though. Like, sure, you... Like, for... As far as the characters that that could be plugged into, sure, Green Lantern's pretty high on that list. You can make constructs out of anything. You can maybe justify it by showing he has a cousin who plays with cars or something. But, like... Ugh. Like, it, Green Lantern does well, would have done well, still does well, because it had Ryan Reynolds. People would have seen that regardless of... The quality of the movie. Like, maybe it helped sell Hot Wheels cars, sure, but it... It helped ruin the movie, that's for sure. It was a low point in in the history of DC, and Mm -hmm. I think... Like, they wanted to fail. Reynolds' career, like, it, it, it was... It's so valued and honored among fans, and it was just thrown dis- out, disgraced, in, in and disrespected. The, the villain mm. looked like just a big cloud of yellow, like brown. What? Yeah, I don't know. This indescribable. They couldn't have picked Sinestro for the villain. No. Well, no, because they, they picked, wanted they, they like picked this uh, guy. Sure, you you want to line something up for a sequel, but like you need to have a sequel. Yeah. You need to survive the first round to have a plan for the second round. No, they like, definitely... It just... Uh, no, after that movie that came out, That makes me sad, because knew. the Sinestro looked good. The Sinestro... Yeah. And they that got movie the was a total excited. fail in the box office, too. But it was... Oh, that was... Yeah. There was, there was no silver line they, there. They had a star. They had CG. They, they had a compelling secondary villain, and it just... All, no, felt it, mm-hmm. felt the pieces. It's like when you're missing that one car in your Hot Wheels set, and uh, you can't you can't do the race. That's that's nice. That's nice. Just salt on my wound. This concludes episode three of the Mike in My Room podcast. Uh, Mike's in my room. And uh, so you just listened to us talk about our top five comic book movie adaptations, and, and then uh, the worst. Yeah, the bottom five comic book movie adaptations so that's about it for episode 3 of Mike in my room Mike in my room um yeah thanks for listening and stay tuned for episode 4 thank you and we're out